Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And also, if you... Uh, do go and sign up then you know make sure you tell them you heard about it through us in the uh application thanks Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come here! Hello. <laughs> is that going to be our new intro now? I just need to. I need to do that as a clip <laughs> of both of us just making weird noises and make that the intro, right? Yep. Hello, hello, everybody. We're coming to you. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> you say you say that every time, and then I say, "Yeah, me too." And it's, uh, apparently, we just live this way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean. I use all my brain power for work during the week and school. <laughs> so by the time we record, it's like, and not to mention we record after I've spent like four or five hours playing D and D. So then like, you're getting extra loopy by this point. Well, we have listeners. So somebody's into it. I don't, <laughs> whatever. That reminds me, we just got added by Sergeant Slaughter, a wrestler. I'm like, uh, on Twitter, so I'm like, is he listening? And if so, will you come on our show? Like, because that would make my ex-husband really jealous, and I totally want, I'm totally all for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was really big into wrestling, so I'm like, yeah, let's bring him on the show if he really is listening. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what it would take to make all my ex-husbands jealous, but, you know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> it would probably take somebody that's like dead already, like Bowie or something. Yeah, I mean, if only. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but we're this is going to be the 46th episode, and I just thought that was kind of neat because they just announced our 46th president today. So, mm-hmm. episode 46. This one's for you. Um, it's weird, like, I... I'm not really like thrilled, I guess you could say, but I did see the picture of him with his dogs. Yeah, they heard there's two dogs and they look like German German Shepherds or German Shepherd mixes. And I'm just like super pumped about that. Yeah. I'm like more pumped about the dogs in the White House than the presidents. Yeah, (laughs) I think this was definitely one of those lesser than two evil type situations. And I'm not super political, but I voted this time. And I, you know, I just, I just pray or send good vibes that everybody (laughs) gets something they want out of this. I don't know how to explain it. Or just, just, just makes it through. Yeah. (laughs) Um, also, the holidays are coming up, guys. We want y'all to send in questions, stories, whatever. We're going to do a Q&A episode probably for the holidays. And because Sabrina hasn't been here, I might go back and steal some of the questions from last episodes and put her on the spot and make her answer those, too. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, as long as if you want TMI, because that's what we can give you. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm lost, completely lost my train of thought because my husband is so pumped. Me. I'm so pumped for Thanksgiving. I love food so much. <laughs> you and me both. 
I'm like, right. how can I optimize this to where I can get all the meals? <laughs> I was literally, I spent a good five minutes talking to my therapist the other day about how much I love Thanksgiving food. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like one of the things I'm unhappy about in life right now is my weight. <laughs> so, of course, I <laughs> sit there talking about food. And like, I was just like, mashed potatoes and gravy with rolls are like my favorite food in the world I like making sandwiches out of them but like dressing is a really close like alternative to my favorite food and I was just going on and on about ghibli gravy and the dressing with the can jellied cranberry sauce and the mashed potatoes and rolls and I don't like turkey but I always buy myself a heavenly ham <laughs> just yeah. like uh, this is what yeah. I'm going to be talking about the next couple of episodes just because I'm getting pumped so yeah I'll probably just do, like, by the way, his mom gave me like a freaking God, six pound bag of pre-chopped potatoes that are frozen. That's so weird. I'm probably making the mashed potatoes this year just because I have, I don't know what else to do with this giant bag of cubed potatoes. That works. <laughs> I was, so I was like, but I'll you're also them... making baked beans. The end. Okay. And we have to, we forgot last time force nancy to make deviled eggs yeah. because she yeah. never she backs out of it every time and then we don't have deviled eggs and then i'm mad because <laughs> we got to have deviled eggs like every holiday no matter what we're eating <laughs> there has to be deviled eggs even yeah. if we're eating shiny's takeout nancy has to make deviled eggs yeah it's her job yeah it, it won't work but we'll try yeah but yeah, I'm pumped about that too. And I'm pumped about Christmas, although it's starting to tick ever closer. And I, the only person I have bought everything for is Nancy. Yeah, yep. Because I just happened to come across a bunch of shit she would like when I was shopping. So I already have picked up things here and there for her. And I'm probably done with her because she's got like a dozen things already. Yeah, I've bought literally nothing so far. And I only have one idea for a present. And I would say it, but on the off chance Justin will ever listen, you know, to the episodes, I guess I won't bring it up. <laughs> I've got, I have just Justin like two things. Well, and Nancy um, already knows one of her presents. We ordered her these tete-a-tete chairs from, from one of my companies. And so they won't be here until like mid-December. So she already knows about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's every other year she redecorates her entire room. Like, new bed, new furniture. That's what she wants for Christmas because she's a weird kid. She's been showing me, like, Pinterest board ideas. She basically wants her room to be super plant-covered and cluttered and, like, a hippie genie room. So Hippie genie room. Yeah. I actually was thinking, I just saw, they're, they've got some of those big bohemian floor pillows that have mandalas on them. Mm. They have those on sale on Walmart.com for like nine bucks. Nice. I thought about getting her one, but yeah, I don't know. She'd probably like it. Um, but you know what I'm talking about, right? They like have yeah. like a mandala, mandala on them, and mm. they're huge to sit on in the floor. Oh, they're beautiful. I just love them. <laughs> and yes, yet again, we're rambling right, as per do usual. This. Let's do it, Doug. Well, I was going to tell you about my dreams, but I guess oh, I yeah. could save that for the end. I, I had some re really weird, vivid dreams this year. Um, this year, this week, got it. This <laughs> week has seemed like a year for me because I've yeah. had medical medical stuff going on. But <laughs> and with the drawn out election stuff, it's like this week has seemed like a year. Um, but like I had a dream that mom died, but um. It was the in the dream. It was just my stepdad calling to tell me that she had died of a heart attack suddenly, and that scares me even more than actually dreaming about somebody dying and seeing it because that's what basically happened with the Uncle Herbert dream was that Aunt Martha told me that he had passed, and then I woke up and she had told me she had emailed me and said that he had passed. So I'm like, shit, it might be Mom's time. Like, and that scares me a little bit there. Um, and then I also had a dream that I was like, it was so damn vivid that I think it might be like a repressed memory or something, but I'm scared to even ask my mother about it because there's some facts in the dream that I could probably ask her to confirm whether that really did happen, but I don't want to, <laughs> like, 
Uh, in the dream, it was Christmas time, and we were staying in a fancy hotel. And it was one of those hotels that has, like, little boutique shops inside of the lobby. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of yeah. like, if you've ever been to, like, the Peabody in Memphis, you know, there's, like, little shops and restaurants and stuff in the main lobby area, you know? Um, And so, it was like that, but everything was decorated up for Christmas and stuff. Mom said she was going to go up to our hotel room to take a nap. And dad was taking me around to the shops to pick out something to buy mom for Christmas. And I was really little, like maybe four to six age range um, in the dream. And at some point, dad said something along the lines of that he was going to find some place to get me alone. And for some reason, even like as a child in the dream, like I knew that implied something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And I hid in one of the stores. Like I got behind the counter and hid. <laughs> um, And then it's kind of blurry from there. Chain, you know, I can see that he's still looking for me and stuff, but then it just kind of, the dream kind of fades out. And I don't remember anything else, but the fact that it was so vivid, like I'm kind of want to like I thought about asking mom like when when I was little did we ever stay in a hotel that had shops in it for the ho- you know yeah. for the holidays or whatever. But I know when like, I was a kid we barely went anywhere. Oh yeah, no, dad it was like Disney World once, and then I remember us going to the Ozarks, and yeah. I remember accidentally killing my turtle. Yeah, in like um, a hotel. Yeah. Um. Speedy Gonzalez. Anyway, that was a pretty speedy turtle, though. That that turtle could boogie. Yeah. Um. But it's like, yeah, Dad never really liked vacations or anything like that. Pretty, there was a couple of vacations where we started to go somewhere, and Dad literally turned the car around. Yeah. You know, you always hear you always hear stories of parents being like, "Don't make me turn this car around." Well, our dad actually did it multiple times. You know, like he actually did turn the car around and we didn't take a vacation. Or if we were already far enough along, then he wouldn't take us to places we wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so that's our dad for you. Yep. What was that last trip we took with dad that when you were still married to Scott, like we went to somewhere in Arkansas. Oh, um, the hot spring. Hot spring. Yeah. Hot yeah. springs. I think. Oh God. I remember us enjoying that one break where he wouldn't go eat at the German restaurant. So he let us go there by ourselves or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I remember we begged him to go out and do stuff. Like, yeah, there was we- like a, there was like a safari park or something where they had big cat rescue. Yeah. Big or cat whatever. rescue. Yeah. And we, like, begged him to take us to that. He wouldn't do it. He just wanted to eat and stay at the hotel. That's yeah. it. No, even we even got to the Big Cat Rescue, and Nancy was so pumped. She wasn't that old. She was maybe, like, two or something. Uh, yeah. One or two, somewhere in between. And she was pumped. And, yeah, no, we turned around. And he decided it costed too much. I don't even remember how much it cost, but it was too much for him, apparently. Yeah. All right. But yeah, finally into the episode. Like I said, I kind of want to know if that might have happened or if it's, but uh, but the fact that what was implied makes me scared to take that any further. And I think we all know why. Anyway, this episode, we're talking about the Jennifer Fairgate story from Unsolved Mysteries, this current season. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want a spoiler, go watch it now and then come back. <laughs> it's the, I really, I watched this whole season. We binged it in like a day, I think. Because it's only, it's like there's six episodes per season and this is from the second season. And, um... Basically, why do I have the date of that wrote down? Okay. It may be because it came out on my anniversary. (laughs) I'm like, why did I write that down? The date that it came out on Netflix. It's because it's our anniversary. 
So. Yeah, it's it's nice that you actually like watch new things. Like I've literally just started re watching Heroes. Um, I started using the. Well, I started. Re- you say that, and then last night I started rewatching. My name is Earl. I don't- yeah, I I also restarted Gilmore Girls, except not really. I always start at the e- end of season four because that's like some of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just rewatched that. I'm almost done with season seven again and then i'll probably watch a year in the life and then maybe i'll start from scratch this time but yeah i've restarted heroes um uh, i started re-watching it because jacob's never seen it and then i'm also at the same time into season three with justin which is where we left off and he never finished watching it i don't well, think i'm, I'm gonna force i'm gonna force you to watch the new unsolved mysteries and then we're gonna do an episode where we just talk about all of those cases or something because yeah. there's only yeah. six like i said there's only six episodes and in each season so it's not really well i will be done with school in from two weeks from today so i will actually have free time again and i will see people and i'll watch new things we'll see cool cool we'll see about that and maybe we can actually get an episode ahead like we keep saying we're gonna do yeah (laughs) um the the episode that we're covering today is one the one titled death in oslo which follows an unidentified woman who called herself Jennifer Fairgate or Jennifer Fergate. I could not find which it actually was or whether they just couldn't make out what she signed on the hotel registry or or what. The details of her life and her death are truly a mystery. Even after extensive research and investigation over 25 years, she may have been a sex worker, a professional assassin, a flight attendant, a spy, or a totally different occupation altogether. The still unidentified woman checked into room 2805 of the Oslo Plaza Hotel on May 31st, 1995 and never checked out. Here's what we know about her. There's more questions than answers about her, honestly. The information available is pieced together from witnesses at the hotel. She was dressed all in black when she arrived at the hotel. She wore a Citizen Aqualand model CQ1021-50 watch. That's very oddly specific. I'm not sure why we needed to know that. Um, The woman was listed as 21 years old, but later reports estimated that she was around 30. The plaza woman, as investigators nicknamed her, had blue eyes and short, dark hair. She weighed about 150 pounds and was 5'2". She spoke English and German, according to hotel employees. Jennifer had traceable connections to Belgium, though she gave false details to the hotel reception. She said that she lived at Rue de la Stead, Steed, 148, an address that does not exist. Her phone number and zip code were also incorrect. There was no identification of any kind found in the room, but when investigators went through the room, they couldn't find any identity, no credit card, no driver's license, no wallet, no car keys, no home door keys, which normally people bring with them, right? Mm -hmm. There was also no toothbrush, hairbrush, or any other personal care items. Like, that's totally fucking weird, right? Yeah, no. Like, even if not even like a fake identity, like, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No DNA type things that you could use. Um, They did get some DNA, and I'll get to that. Yeah. But this, this happened right as DNA was just coming, becoming a thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Police spent a year attempting attempting to identify her, but she was ultimately buried in an anonymous grave on Wednesday, June 26, 1996. Um, she was last seen alive on Friday, June 2nd, 1995. At 8.06 p.m., she ordered room service. The food was delivered at 8.23 p.m. She paid shift supervisor Kristen Anderson with a 50 kroner note, an unusually generous tip for her bratwurst and potato salad. That sounds like some weird shit I would probably order in the middle of the night to eat, right? Yeah. I want that. (laughs) Anderson recalled that the room looked sterile as if nobody was staying there. Jennifer didn't eat any of her dinner until Saturday. So why did she order it and then not eat it? Yeah. And she's ordering at 8 o'clock at night and then she doesn't eat it till the next day? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, he declared Saturday night as the time of death and that she must have eaten the meal that day, almost 24 hours after it was delivered. (laughs) That night, the hotel's security guard was sent to investigate the do not disturb sign that had been hanging on her doorknob for two days. 
plus a lack of response to payment notifications from the front desk. Okay, well, why don't you just say that's the real reason? <laughs> she has She's not paid up anymore. They want their money. It has nothing to do with a do not disturb sign. Come on now. Um, the guard heard gunshots at 7.50 but didn't go into the room immediately and left the area unmanned for 15 minutes to seek help. She was discovered shot to death 45 minutes later by police and most accounts declared it a suicide. In all the documents, it says 99% sure, 99.9% .9 sure it's suicide, a man says in the video. One shot from the Browning 9mm pistol went through her forehead, but she had 34 live rounds in a briefcase next to the bed. Overwhelmingly likely that the woman has taken her own life, the crime scene report concludes. <laughs> Yeah, but there are details that suggest she was murdered. There was no passport, which is very rare because people have to have passports to come into Norway. Yeah. The gun was found in her right hand with an unconventional grip. Like she was holding it. Oh, yeah, I can't really explain it. But in the show, they demonstrated that she was holding it with her thumb on the trigger. Do you get what I'm saying? Like where yeah. she's holding, holding the gun backwards with her finger, her thumb on the trigger. I mean, if you're trying to aim for your forehead, I guess that that position might make sense. Does that, you see what I'm saying? Like, if you're having to turn a gun around to your forehead, then yeah, you'd probably have to use a thumb. And there's no blood traces on her hands. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So much for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One commenter noted the position of her cutlery on her plate also caused them to wonder if she was left-handed. But yet she shot herself with the right hand. Yeah. Mm. The serial number of the semi-automatic pistol was professionally removed via acid. The National Criminal Investigation Service traced it to Belgium, but no further. More recent investigations suggest it was a Hungarian FEG copy used in the military. It also showed significant wear typical of a weapon that has been taken in and out of a leather holster many times. Her clothes left behind were also suspicious. Investigators looked at her clothing and found one odd thing, that all the labels on her clothes were, had been removed. The woman also had sweaters and trench coats, many clothes for her upper body, but nothing from the waist down. She didn't have any pants or skirts or anything what in her. I know. Who just <laughs> brings one pair of pants that they're wearing and no other pants, but brings sweaters and trench coats? I don't understand. Um, all of her belongings were destroyed or sold at a police auction not long after her funeral, leaving investigators few leads to follow. Because she was a Jane Doe and it was declared suicide, they just got rid of her shit, basically. I mean, it, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so one of the theories is that she might be like an assassin, right? But like, mm -hmm. but what, what assassin doesn't bring any extra pants? You're going to get dirty. I know. You know, like, I know that's the one thing, like, the one <laughs> stupid thing I'm pointing out, right? But, yeah. like, really, though. And who removes all the tags from their clothes so that they yeah. can't be traced down? Like, yeah. because, you know, in a lot of cases, they can, like, just take that tag, see what places sell it in, yeah. that, in that region, and go to those places and say, hey, to show a picture and say that this woman yeah. come in and buy this sweater here, you know, yeah. and then try to find track her down that way. But all the tags are removed from all her clothes. So like, yes. what the hell? Um, Weird. But anyway, I was watching this episode and I thought this is really similar to the Isdal woman. I'm assuming that's your pizza arriving. Cause I heard the dog bark. Probably. <laughs> Um, you can eat pizza, just don't do it loudly. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll wait till we're done. <laughs> then it'll be cold. No. Anyway, you can mute and then just nod, like, nod along and then <laughs> yeah, no. unmute. No, unmute. They'll, they'll get the pizza. It's fine. I'm not super hungry yet. I snacked on Halloween candy the whole time we were playing. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm almost out finally, and I'm kind of glad because I'm like, I don't need any more of this crap. <laughs> yeah, Justin keeps getting mad because anytime we're sitting with people playing board games, D&D, whatever, I bring the candy out. But I'm like, you don't realize I'm I'm putting it in front of everybody else, too, so that it gets eaten. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so while I was watching this episode, I was like, this reminds me of the Isdal woman, which is like this huge mystery case 
that sounds vaguely similar to this. So I looked it up and not many people had mentioned that. And that's what made me decide to do this episode because I like couldn't find how many, I couldn't find very many people that had actually connected the dots on this. Yeah. So I was like, I have to cover this because I want to share some theories and stuff. Jennifer Fairgate isn't the only person to die amid mysterious circumstances in Norway. In fact, there are two other unidentified people with connections to Belgium, according to the Flemish newspaper, De Standard. (laughs) (laughs) Or The Standard, I guess. We could just say The Standard, because I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Um, One is known as the Isdal Woman. She was found in Ice Valley, a remote region of Norway, with poison in her stomach and partially burned alive. Like Jennifer, the tags were cut out of her clothes, and she was suspected of of working as a spy. So how's that for weird? She also had the tags cut out of her clothes. Did she have extra pants? I don't know. We're going to get to all what I know about her. In 1970, hikers discovered the Isdal woman's body burned and lying on a remote slope surrounded by an umbrella, melted plastic bottles, what may have been a passport cover, and more. Her clothes and possessions were scraped clean of any kind of identifying marks or labels. Later, the police found that she left two suitcases at the Bergen train station containing sunglasses with her fingerprints on the lenses, a hairbrush, a prescription bottle of eczema cream, several wigs, and glasses with clear lenses. Again, all labels and other identifying marks had been removed, even from the prescription cream. A notepad found inside was filled with handwritten letters that looked like a code. A shopping bag led police to a shoe store where, finally, an employee remembered selling rubber boots just like the one found on the woman's body. Eventually, the police discovered that she had stayed in different hotels all over the country under different names, which would have required passports under several different aliases. This strongly suggests that she was a spy. Though she was both burned alive and had a stomach full of undigested sleeping pills, the police eventually ruled the death a suicide, unable to track down any evidence that they could tie her to the murder. Who the hell burns themselves to death for suicide? Yeah, I know. Unless you're like, let me smoke this last cigarette while I'm killing myself. And then like, oops, you pass out and catch yourself on fire. That's the, the only thing I can think of. Like, it's pure but accident the, that you but also burnt yourself. But the sleeping pills are undigested. So that says they haven't even kicked in yet. Yeah. So I'm just like, what? Who would do that? Who would do that? Um, And they were unable to track down any evidence that could tie anybody to her murder so it's like they just yeah because it's all spies like come on yeah but some of the forensic data that some of the forensic data that can help solve her case still exists the isda woman's jaw was preserved in a forensic archive allowing researchers from the university of canberra in australia to use isotopic analysis to figure out where she came from based on the chemical traces left on her teeth while she was growing up it's the first time this technique has been used in a norwegian criminal ex investigation the bbc reports that forensic analysis of the woman's teeth show she was from a region along the french german border so she's from the same region where they assumed the other woman was from and they're both in norway when their bodies were found so that's what i was like this is a very and the tag thing being similar and both of them being suspected of being spies because of using alias to check in the hotels and stuff you know yeah it's very weird um and then there's another case which i'm not this one's not quite as similar but it's still sort of it's another one from norway the cambo man who was found dead in southern norway in 1987 there was no id on him and the tags were cut out of his clothes. DNA testing revealed the connection to Belgium. Hmm. So also like the the Unsolved Mystery Oslo woman, it's assumed that they're from that Belgium region, you yeah. know, and found in Norway. Basically, the Savine Ivar stops the train and jumps out of the locomotive. He sees that there's a body laying there, a man between 50 and 60 years old. He is lying on his stomach on the left side of the track. The right arm and foot are separated from the rest of the body. The man has ordinary clothes and nothing else is striking with the person lying there. At this time, this place was very inaccessible outside the railway. On one side of the track is the sea, and on the opposite side, there's a steep slope with mountains and dense forest. So... How did he get there? Yeah, exactly. How did he get there? 
on the railroad track and there's literally water on one side and mountain mountainous yeah. forest on the other. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Deer. Okay. <laughs> After initial investigations at the scene, they assume that this is probably a suicide on the rail railway. At the end of the 1980s, there were abnormally many suicides related to train traffic in Ostfold, but the vast majority occurred in connection with stations on the stretch. This place is far from the nearest station. We first thought it was a local man, that it could be from another from Norway, possibly Scandinavia. Although we expanded our request, we didn't get it. Eventually, they also went to the media, but no one knew the deceased. The autopsy report concludes that the unknown man was healthy when he died. He was not influenced by alcohol, nor had traces of alcohol abuse. The cause of death is multiple injuries that are compatible with the train, basically. He has crushing injuries to his head, scrape marks on his back, as well as the right arm and foot being cut off. Bleeding on the eyelids, as well as extensive bleeding after getting the limbs cut off. Says the man was not dead until he was overrun by the train. There's little, little evidence of murder. On the inside of the left shoe, and yet again I say though, yes, there are people that jump in front of a train, but who, I mean, the description of these injuries are just awful. Like, yeah. I would not want to do that to myself, personally. Yep. On the inside of his left shoe, we find a mysterious piece of paper that is taped on the notice, the number 15250. Um, and since then, they have found some DNA from a camel cigarette that he had on, on a pack that he had on him. Um, and there's, But they still don't have a match for it. So, they're still trying to figure out who he is. But... That one also, just because the tag, the missing tags, and then the code in his shoe, like, they're all so weird and that they took place in Norway and then were all tied to the same, coming from the same region from their DNA and stuff. Like, it's, that's just so weird. And then, you know, the Cambo man, well, the, the, uh, shoot, I can't think of her name. The what the Isdal woman took place in 1970, and then that guy, you know, turned up in the 80s, and then the Unsolved Mysteries one, Jennifer Fairgate, or whatever you want to call her, the Oslo woman was in the 90s. So 70s, 80s, 90s. These all take place in the, those specific decades all very similar cases except i would say that the 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 man one may be unrelated because it's the only similarities just the fact that he's unidentified and the ta lack of tags and yeah. stuff like that i mean I who know. knows these all could be suicides but it's just all so weird like, so, the one thing that, like, obviously, there's a lot of things about these cases that just really don't scream suicide, but the ones that really get me, the first one, the Jennifer Fairgate, like, one thing Justin said, which is, like, awful, I guess, to tell this, but, like, when he has contemplated suicide in his life, he al had always decided that he would just disappear and, like, go somewhere out in the woods or somewhere nobody knew him. So that his family would just never know. And of course, I'm like, you motherfucker, one, don't ever do that. Two, like, I would look for you forever. Of course, this was prior to me, right? So yeah. this was just his thoughts. And he just said, you know, I'd do it somewhere where it wouldn't affect people and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's the, like, that's immediately what popped in my head with the Jennifer Fairgate, like, keeping your room real clean and you know do it this way and that you know like how meticulous and kind of weird that situation was because mm -hmm. um, like you know part of you is going to think like oh somebody cleaned it up or whatever but at the same time like people had no noted that it was already clean and super sterile in her room and it i didn't mention it in these notes but they mentioned it on the show that um the oslo woman uh the door was locked from the inside hmm. <laughs> that just makes me think ace ventura with the sliding door like when he's screaming because <laughs> it's soundproof glass 
Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. But um, but the fact that it was locked from the inside and only people that could get in yeah. would be somebody that works there and has a key. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe there's like a, a spy service that like if you want to die, you call these people and you get set up mm. like suicide by assassins for hire what what, yeah what and what if there's an assassin for hire that works at a hotel (laughs) and he's like don't worry i got you i can make it look like a kind of like a doctor Um, for murderers (laughs) maybe i want to kill people you want to die i'll do it for you oh my god that probably does exist yeah it probably does out in the dark and they're like they're exposing us let's go kill them um anyway yeah random thoughts but oh my god we actually made it through the whole thing (laughs) um and i want to do the shout outs real quick while i'm thinking about it deep dark truth and tco both did episodes about the the or some of the unsolved mysteries cases um so check those out if you want more of the unsolved mysteries cases. And, um, I wanted to mention, let's think like she, which is the podcast that contacted me and wanted to trade shout outs. And I said, sure. Okay. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. like that. I like pretty much if you run a, a podcast or you got a friend that runs a podcast, just hit me up and I'll, I'm willing to give a shout out or trade promos or whatever. Cause that's just how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. We're never going to be too famous for that. I hope. <laughs> or maybe I don't well maybe I should hope for that I don't know but yeah. um, but my god we got Sergeant Slaughter yeah. adding us on Twitter I mean we're headed we're headed for the top baby <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was seriously impressed though I'm not I know I, that was kind of a joke but like I was just like whoa we got our first celebrity adding us man um, back on and the I, MySpace days one of the like the drummer for Depeche Mode added me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, my life, my life for you. And then also uh, I followed Wendy and Lisa from, you know, Prince and the Revolution on Twitter and they followed me back. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing. This is the best day of my life. Um, But anyway, so yeah, we're finished with that. So now you can go ahead and leave if you're not interested in our top five. This week's top five is childhood movie nostalgia. So if you're not interested, bye-bye then. (laughs) Do-do-bye. Do-do-bye. All right. So you want to go first since I did all of the talking in that episode? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was just sitting back, like, relaxing. I I was going to do the usual trade and then I just kept talking and it just yeah. kind of happened that way. I didn't mean to like completely shut you out. And you, and you never blink and you just keep staring. Uh, yeah. Michael Caine. Yeah. Um, speaking of Michael Caine, <laughs> uh, actually, I always go in reverse, so we'll continue that. So some of mine are kind of cheating, like usual. So number five, I actually have a combo of Footloose and Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I know because why those were the only two VHS that my mom owned. <laughs> so okay, I well, wanted... I'm gonna add those to my honorable mention. Then we're gonna just go ahead. And... <laughs> I didn't think of those because, like, for one, okay, so also like my mom would skip through some of the scenes. Um, you know, like the sex scene in Dirty Dancing, which isn't super sexy now that I'm an adult and watch it. But you know, like, <laughs> it's just awkward, isn't it? It's yeah. Like... But yeah, so like those were really what I watched a lot of growing up simply because that was what I had available. So number four is... Let's hear it for the boy. Anyway. Yeah. Number four is Labyrinth because obviously just Labyrinth. Um, But also like when um, April, and it was really hard to not call you by the name I call you. Um, (laughs) When I was little... And obviously there's a big gap between us. Have we ever talked about that? There's like an eight and a half year age gap between us. So like you're often married and you would pick me up as a small child, like 10, 11 or whatever. And you would always let me pick like one cheapy ass movie rental. And it was almost always labyrinth every fucking time, every week or two weeks. 
like, mm, do I want to watch something? No, let's just rent Labyrinths. And I remember being so pumped when we did the haunted house. Um, like you split the money with all the people that like volunteered and you gave me like, I think I made 20 bucks for the whole like weekend or whatever. And I was like crying cause I got to go to Walmart and buy the VHS of the labyrinth for myself. <laughs> and That's so funny. then I didn't have to rent it ever again, but yeah, obviously that was, was one of, one of the best. Um, so number three is Mac and me. <laughs> <laughs> Like other kids, I, forget, I forget that damn movie exists. I it's, know. Like, um, and then it just reminds me of every time Paul Rudd is on Conan and he shows a clip from that movie instead of whatever he's plugging. <laughs> nice. So I don't know if you look that up, guys. Look, if you've not seen that, go look up a clip of Paul Rudd on Conan. He shows uh, the same clip from Mac and Me every time. <laughs> <laughs> so with Mac, okay, so uh, people love E.T., right? They've seen yeah. it so many times. I've seen E.T. a total of twice in my life, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen Mac and Me. I saw Mac and Me first, and I know it's just rip off E.T., but it's frightening. Like, the way the, like, parents with their bellies are, like, hiding in the cave, and the, the whistle that's like... I don't actually remember, but, but they do a weird thing with their hands and they whistle. And I don't know the whole, the idea that there's a family of aliens makes it way worse than a cute little alien. And it's like split between frightening and I love it. Um, and what I think he ate like Reese's wait, which one it's, which one's which ET is like, M&M's or Reese's Pieces and the, what, what see that's I how many times I've seen E.T. right I don't I should know this but whatever I think it was, it's Reese's Pieces I can't yeah so whatever the opposite was that's what Mac and me ate <laughs> you know like um it's so ridiculous but like it stands out as one of the movies that I just really remember from childhood so number two is kind of cheating because it's not exactly a movie it's a VHS but it's the fucking somewhere in dreamland Alabama bound compilation with oh uh, my lord like, yeah oh, Christmas uh, so it was this oh, sweet ass VHS I had that had some of the whack, most whacked out cartoons ever Polar Bear Christmas is like dubbed over from like a German <laughs> like cartoon yeah. it's like have you seen my friend and it's basically this little boy sees the polar how bear. many times did we watch that crap and how many times did we sing that alabama bound song yeah. like jesus christ we really really racisty like i know not, not exactly racisty but like really dated like has mammies in it like but somewhere in dreamland i still think about it's like two little poor kids and like they dream about like this happy candy world where they have like new clothes and stuff and uh it makes me cry every time um <laughs> we, oh, man we need to find those like and <laughs> just share I, them or something yeah no that no they're on facebook like i are not facebook, youtube i found them on youtube at this point and i still have my vhs to this wow. day of that um, do we have and, anything to play a vhs with because we need to force nancy to watch that for christmas I don't know. Maybe we can. Maybe I can make like a YouTube playlist of the whole. The whole yes, week. put just put that on repeat for Christmas or Thanksgiving yes. or something in the background. Yeah, like we it, do. Yeah, and so number one is of course another combo because they go hand in hand, and it's Muppet Christmas Carol and Nightmare Before Christmas because yeah, every Thanksgiving we watch both. Every Christmas Eve we watch Nightmare. Every Christmas Muppet Christmas Carol is going to be on, and I sing uh -huh. it. Um, you know, wow. like I, I'm annoying singing it, but you know, like, well, okay. I sing Muppet Christmas it's Carol. It's in the singing of Book Street Corner Choir. It's going on, <laughs> getting one by, one by the fire. Yeah. Muppet um, Christmas Carol is where it's at. Yeah, that is like our Christmas movie. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my husband's favorite movies. So of course he sings all of that one. I know a good bit of it too. And it's not like Muppet Christmas Carol is like it for me. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, I I would much. watch that year round. I love it so much, and oh, Michael Caine, just that was my old man crush. Like David Bowie in the Labyrinth, and Michael Caine in Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Très magnifique. 
Anyway, so my honorable mentions are Watcher in the Woods because that was the other VHS I went Oh, man. Yeah, Watcher. For every four times I rented the Labyrinth, the fifth time would be Watcher in the Woods, which is the only. The Disney Disney horror movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good, though. It's still, you know, I have watched it years later and it still holds up to me. It is a little dated. It is a little bit dated. But it still holds up as a solid horror movie because some of yeah. that shit is so creepy. Because that whole movie gives you that feeling of someone watching. Like, yeah. it, it's that they're able to do that so well because you're always yeah. like, there's somebody watching right now. You know, like it's just yeah. that, that feeling the whole freaking time. Yeah. Um, my next honorable mention is Fire in the Sky, which we've talked about multiple times now. Um, but I just remember the horror. Um, and hiding behind the couch it was like I even remember it was like a white sectional l-shaped the tv was like in the corner and I hid behind that bitch because I was just like crying please turn it off so that one's not exactly a happy memory but it's vivid um, and then of course like back to the future and star wars those were two big yeah. my two big entries into the nerd world you, um, you want to know where I first saw star wars and you're gonna laugh at this aunt martha's house nice was the first time i saw any star wars i couldn't even tell you which star wars we watched but they were pumped about it being on tv and i was sitting in front of their big ass console tv that like we didn't have the big ass console tv back in the day we didn't have that um but they had the big ass floor console tv and i sat in front of that and was like mesmerized like what is this crap i've never seen anything like this i'm not saying that i liked it back then because i don't think i even knew half of what was going on in the damn movie but i was just like this is weird shit why are they watching this because my you know our parents wouldn't have watched that (laughs) like i don't know but i just was mesmerized by it at that time and i didn't really get into it further until adulthood yeah i think dan made me watch it um at one point i think he had the vhs or something when you guys were married i was probably maybe like nine or ten the first time i watched it and then of course the prequels came out when i was like 11 so then i was extra obsessed after that because natalie portman and pod racer (laughs) yeah oh man how i wish we could go back in time and i actually keep a ps2 just so that we could play battlefront Oh, I, dude, I have a PS2. What? Yeah. When were you going to, this is what we're doing on Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, playing, we're having a Battlefront tournament again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have it. Um, I have it. I have the one that specifically, like, you can play PS1 games on because I want to play Parasite Eve again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. No, we have, like, every console at this point. We had them all set up, but Justin boxed some of them back up. Mm-hmm. I even gave up mine in 64. And I'm really fucking sad about that. Supposedly, the, I've heard the PS5 is supposed to be completely, like, all PSs will be able to play on them. I can't think of the word for that. Backwards compatible. Retro play. Retro, yeah, I think it's supposed whatever. to be completely backwards compatible for PS1 and everything. So, so that I can play that fucking one game. What? Um, God, I cannot remember it off the top of my It's one of my favorite games ever, but I cannot remember it for the life of me. It's a damn strategic RPG uh, that I made everybody try because I was just like, this is so cool. But I got I it out of like... I don't remember that. Yeah, it's remember. out of the, it came out of the dollar bin at GameStop. Right? <laughs> nice. I paid like a dollar for it. But I, you know what? I've had to buy new copies of it throughout time because it kept getting messed up. Yeah. I think it got really jacked up when I let... I let our friend John borrow it mm-hmm. and he tore that sucker up. Thanks, John. I don't I don't think I even have him as a friend on Facebook anymore. I don't um, even know what's what anymore. Yeah. But your top my list. <laughs> my my top five list. How far along? Forty seven minutes. Can we finish it in fifty? Um Let's do this. Number one, Labyrinth, because mm-hmm. Uh, as she said, she tormented me by renting it every time we went to the video store. Um, but now I associate it with childhood because we watched it so many times throughout our lives. Yeah. Um, it's a great movie, though. And another one, my number two is also because of you. Because mm-hmm. anytime it was on cable, you made me watch it. Total Recall. 
Oh. No, no. <laughs> Go, Ghostbusters 2. Not Ghostbusters oh, yeah. 1. Ghostbusters That's 2. From my list. Damn. Yeah. Oh, the, the, wait till I get to the next one. Oh, shit. Drop Dead Fred. Oh, shit. Damn. You left that sucker off. We watched that. God knows. We tormented people by making every friend we had watch that. We like, we're like, you have to see this movie. It's so great. Oh, and I almost great. I almost left it off my list. And then someone had I asked for recommendations for new shows to watch. Mm-hmm. And somebody said I should go back and watch Young Ones, which was a British comedy with the dude from Do- Drop Dead Fred. And then I was like, shit. I forgot yeah. to put Drop Dead Fred on my list. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four is Wizard of Oz. Mm, yeah. Because, you know, we pretty much watched it every time it came on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would have put, like, I feel weird not putting Willy Wonka on this list. But let me tell you something. And this is going to be shocking because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I did not see it until adulthood. Hmm. How weird is that? <laughs> I, I saw it as a child it. because you were an adult while I was still a child. <laughs> yes, exactly. And let's let's remind me of that because now my husband was a child when you I was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about the same age difference. Yep. Except you're he's six months older than you, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um and number five my <laughs> five Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm, yep, yep, of course. Um, and then all my honorable mentions. How many times did we watch Little Mermaid as a kid? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> how many times? Happened. How many times did we watch Big? Oh shit! Watching like that's the like the only VHS Uncle Steve had. So of course, and we borrowed I, it like eight hundred times. Yeah, and just I watched it every time I was there. Yeah, that one. It also had Rain Man on it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a recorded VHS, and it was like <laughs> Big and Rain Man were on it, and we watched yeah. both of those a million times. But we preferred Big. Yeah. Um, Matilda. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then because you said Footloose and Dirty Dancing and Watcher in the Woods, I had to add those. Yeah. Um, and Never Ending Story. I was obsessed oh, with that yeah. one and two. Lady, like, I watched the. Um, at y'all, God, ladybugs, yeah. I was in love with Jonathan Brandis. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> that was one of my favorite movies, even though he was cross dressing in it, but you know, whatever. Uh, and I put, I, I went last second and added ET, but only because, like, I don't, I have not watched ET as an adult because it traumatized me. It was the first movie my parents took me to go see. And then on the way home, there was lights in the sky, probably a plane. And my dad's like, look, it's E.T. coming to get you. And I hid under in the floorboard <laughs> for the entire ride home because I thought E.T. was coming to get me. That's hilarious. That sounds like something fucked up he'd do. It is. He did. And I was like, that was the first movie I ever went to. And it traumatized me because I was like, there's aliens that they're gonna come get me (laughs) so i added it just for that reason so that i could tell that story yeah but i have not even watched et as an adult did we make it yes we did we're wait no wait let me look 51 minutes and 47 seconds we can't even can't just can't make it man (laughs) i know this this case thing was only four pages i was like for sure we're gonna make it through this time but we can't we can't no, not allowed. No. All right. I want pizza. Where's okay, the go. pizza? <laughs> and that's how we'll end it. Where's the pizza? <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>